February can mean a lot to different people. For black people, we celebrate Black History Month. But what is Black History Month? We celebrate it in North America as a way to remember and as a way to pay homage to black people that have contributed in society of places like United States, Canada, and Europe. But what is Black History Month? In fact, when you think about it, it has its origins. It has its reason. Because in other places, there is no such thing as Black History Month. If you go to continents like Africa or Asia, that doesn't exist. However, it does have its place in North America and some parts of Europe that have a broad history of slavery, discrimination, and oppression. But Black History Month is a place for people to learn, acknowledge, and celebrate what other people have done, especially people of color, in this country that we call Canada. So in this episode, we're going to go to the roots of Black History Month. What does it mean and why do we celebrate it? Let's start the show. up and welcome to another episode of black in the maritimes i'm fidel and today we have an episode about black history month now if you've been listening to this podcast long enough you know that we celebrate black history month or black history every week uh every day that we're on this platform we try to acknowledge the life of black people in atlantic canada and in canada as a country we don't necessarily participate in Black History Month, although we have uh, in different places like the CBC, CTV, and other activities that are going around in Atlantic Canada. But the reality is, is that we celebrate Black history because we think Black history is just history. It's just history of any sorts. Now, the problem is, is that we have a system that tries to integrate it, but doesn't integrate it fully uh, by some repressions. But the reality is that Black History Month is something that we should celebrate and we should acknowledge and we should contemplate. But as a platform, we decide that we don't want to just be celebrated and acknowledged only in Black History Month or February. We want to be acknowledged every day. We do things every day. We make history every day. And why shouldn't it be as such uh, than and white counterparts? So having that said, we want to put this episode not like celebrating it, but kind of giving information about Black History Month and why is it important and also the origins of it. So I'm going to play you a clip that will explain the best of Black History Month. Now, Black History Month is not just celebrated in Canada and the United States. It started in the United States, but it has expanded in other places. And you're going to learn this as well. So let's hear this. Black History Month was created in 1926 in the United States when historian Carter Godwin Woodson and the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History announced the second week of February to be Negro History Week. Since the 1890s, black communities celebrated the birthdays of two people considered to have a big impact on black history in the United States, Abraham Lincoln, February 12th 
the American president that issued a preliminary emancipation proclamation that declared all enslaved people be forever freed in 1863, and Frederick Douglass, February 14th. After escaping slavery, he became a national leader of the abolitionist movement to end slavery and famous for his anti-slavery writings. In 1915, Woodson traveled to Washington, D.C. to participate in a national celebration of the nationwide emancipation. He was inspired by experiences from his trip to create an organization to promote the study of black life and history. Soon after, he helped to form what is now known as the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. This association in 1926 sponsored a National Negro History Week. Choosing the second week of February to coincide with Lincoln and Douglas's birthday. This inspired schools and communities nationwide to organize events to celebrate. The first Negro History Week was met with a lukewarm response, gaining the cooperation of the Department of Education of the states of North Carolina, Delaware, and West Virginia, as well as the city school administrations of Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Woodson felt that at least one week would allow for the general movement to become something annually celebrated. He realized the subject needed to resonate with a greater audience. Woodson contended that the teaching of black history was essential to ensure the physical and intellectual survival of the race. If a race has no history, it has no worthwhile tradition. It becomes an unimportant factor in the world and it stands in danger of being exterminated. By 1929, with only two exceptions, officials with the State Departments of Education of every state with considerable black population made the event known to their teachers and distributed official literature. Churches also played a significant role in the distribution of literature, with the black press aiding in the publicity effort. Throughout the 1930s, Negro History Week countered the growing myth of the lost cause of the Confederacy that blacks were better off under slavery. When you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions, Woodson wrote in his book, The Miseducation of the Negro. You do not have to tell him not to stand here or go yonder. He will find his proper place and will stay in it. Throughout the following decades, Negro History Week grew in popularity, with mayors across the United States endorsing it as a holiday. Black History Month was first proposed by black educators and the black United States student at Kent State University in February 1969. The first celebration of Black History Month took place at Kent State one year later, from January 2nd to February 28th in 1970. In 
By 1976, Black History Month was being celebrated all across the country when President Gerald Ford recognized the month during the celebration of the United States Bicentennial. He urged Americans, seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. Black History Month is observed in the United States and Canada in February. Ireland, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom celebrate in October. On February 22, 2016, 106-year-old Washington, D.C. resident and school volunteer Virginia McLaurin visited the White House as part of Black History Month. When asked by President Obama why she was there, McLaurin said, As you can see, Black History Month has its root in North America. It started as Negro Week and it started evolving. And again, this was done by the pressure of black people trying to get recognized and trying to be in a position as their counterparts because they did as much as their white counterparts in America, inventions, working, and everything that you can think that America built was on the hands of people of color. Uh, and that's something that a lot of people would try to deny it in certain or try to avoid it in certain parts, but that's the reality. So that's the original story of Black History Month in North America. And as you can see, in Ireland and the UK, it doesn't get celebrated, but it's in October. In Canada, it gets celebrated in February as well as the United States. Now, in Canada, it wasn't official until 1995. And you're going to hear two key people that did this, which is Gina Agustin, which I previously interviewed for an article in CBC. I think it was a year or two years ago uh, for Black History Month, of course. And there is a black senator that actually made this into law and it was passed uh, with wide margins. Now, we're going to hear this from CBC Kids. This is a clip of it and it will explain the history of Black History Month in Canada. Canadians were celebrating Black History Month as well, but it wasn't until 1995 that things became official. Now, here is the name everyone should know. Gina Gustine. She is the main person responsible for getting Black History Month in front of the Canadian government. She is the first Black Canadian woman ever elected to Parliament. And in 1995, she put forth a motion to officially recognize February as Black History Month. It was passed unanimously. But it wasn't until 2008 that the Senate officially approved it. Senator Donald Oliver, the first black man to sit in the Canadian Senate, introduced a motion that also received unanimous approval, completing Canada's parliamentary position on Black History Month. Now, as you can see, this wasn't something that happened right away. It took almost 13 years to be a full law, and it took two black people to do it in higher rankings of government, which is great. Shout out to Jean Augustine, and shout out to all the black parliamentarians down in Ottawa. So that's something that we have to acknowledge. But the other thing that we have to acknowledge is that Black History Month is a time for us to, you know, 
recognize the history of black people, but also for other people that are not black to recognize the history of black people and get some type of information. Again, our education system doesn't do a great job at it, and the media does not do a great job at it, but we do have some uh, independent media that is trying to do the best job as they can, especially places like YouTube, uh, podcasts, again, blogs and things like that, that try to make sure that people understand what is happening. And, you know, it's something that we should be teaching in our schools, not just as Black History Month, but as history in general in the country of Canada. And in the Atlantic Canada, there are some programs in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick that are trying to bring light into this, which is great. I think it's something that it should be done in, in every place. But I think it should be done by people of color that actually know what they're talking about and people that are educated enough to do this. And again, there's a lot of people in Atlantic Canada and all over Canada that can do this. And hopefully we'll get to a point that that's not an issue. But again, little by little. But there are people trying to do this. There's a man called Jeff A.D. Martin that he teaches people and he teaches classrooms and things like that. And this is a clip from him teaching young students of why do we celebrate Black History Month from Canada. And I think he does a great job. So let's hear it. And you will get so much knowledge and get inspired for what he does and, and know things that, you know, you may not even know, like Black people in Canada weren't able to celebrate anything like anything. There was a law that black people could not celebrate, could not sing, they could not enjoy themselves. And that is a crazy thing. And, you know, you will see what he says, and it's definitely pretty interesting. Let's hear it. Is there anybody here who's ever asked, why do we even have a Black History Month? Anybody ever asked that? Ooh, you lying. <laughs> you lying. You're shy, you don't want to ask. And the truth of the matter is, sometimes when we have questions about other groups, we don't want to ask because we don't want to come across sounding insensitive. But I know there's people here who've probably asked that at one point in their life, why do we even have a Black History Month? Put your hand up if you did not know that right here in Canada, we actually had slavery. Slavery existed right here in Canada. Put your hand up if you did not know that. Yeah, there's a few hands. So in the United States, slavery existed for 400 plus years. But right here in Canada, slavery existed as well for 200 plus years. Put your hand up if you did not know that the very first slave to arrive to Canada was only six years old. Put your hand up if you did not know that. Put your hand up if you did not know that the first black person to be in Canada, to arrive in Canada, was actually not a slave at all. Put your hand up if you did not know that. Put your hand up if you did not know that at one point in time, black people weren't allowed to have fun in Canada. It's a little weird, right? Put your hand up if you did not know. So in 1785, in Shelburne, Nova Scotia, there was actually a law that said that black folks who lived in that city weren't allowed to have fun. Now let me ask you this question. Put your hand up if you've learned this information that I just talked about in your school system at some point growing up. You've got a couple hands, but not a whole lot. See, going back to the first question, why do we have a Black History Month? We have a Black History Month. We have an Asian Heritage Month. We have an Indigenous Month. We have a Women's History Month because unfortunately, the history that all of us have put together to create this country into what it is today, it's not being heard and it's not being recognized. Not everybody has the same opportunity to have their voices to be heard. 
And the truth of the matter is, when you really dig into our history of this country, it was built on the backs of a lot of different people. But unfortunately, the history books that you read that are given to us in school, it doesn't reflect this information I gave you and all the information that shows all the other groups that were able to help to build up this country. This is why we have a Black History Month, an Asian Heritage Month, an Indigenous Month, a Women History Month, because it helps us to remember the people who have helped to build this country into what it is today. And the fabulous thing is, is that the next step is you. You have an opportunity to create the next step in our history to make this world, make this country the way it needs to be. His words were really inspiring, especially to me, that I try to do my part to get the change and get the conversation going as much as other people are. But the fact is, is up to the younger generations, up to my kids and up to my kids' kids to remember what black people and people of color, indigenous people, Asian people did for this country. And that's what we have to celebrate. And we should acknowledge all of that, but it will take generations to get this to a place that we all acknowledge each other as equals. And again, it's something very, very important for us as black people to acknowledge black history, but it's also very important to acknowledge that we do things every day. This is not just a month. This is a whole year of people working to make this country better. And we have to acknowledge that. And we have to remind people that. And sometimes it looks like it's not our job, but it is. It definitely is our job because if we don't do it, nobody else is going to do it for us. Hopefully we get to a point that everybody will acknowledge us like they acknowledge our white counterparts, like they acknowledge Alexander McDonald, like they acknowledge, you know, the confederations as they acknowledge Quebec history, as they acknowledge, uh, you know, the birth of Canada in Canada Day, as we acknowledge Queen Victoria, Queen Victoria, which I don't understand why we do it, but again, it's something that we acknowledge and we try to celebrate. Uh, also, Remembrance Day, which is very special to people that uh, sacrifice their life to our country, you know, but it's something that we have to have in our history. It's something that we need to remind ourselves that it's up to us to make sure that this lived on and this gets something valuable to other people and to other generations. So with that, uh, we're going to end it up with a very Canadian joke uh, of this hour takes 22 minutes, which is a comedy show on the CBC. February is Black History Month, and I'm sure you're all exhausted from all the parties and parades. For me, growing up as a black person in the 70s in Newfoundland was uh, interesting. In fact, they had a special name for black people there. Trent. <laughs> we had Black History Month there, but the celebration was just me and a kid from the Philippines. So this year, to help you celebrate, I'm giving you my Black History Month do's and don'ts. One, do remember Viola Desmond, who is now on the $10 bill because she refused to get out of the white section at the movie theater. I walked into a theater the other day proudly knowing I could sit wherever I wanted. So I sat on a dude's lap and ate his popcorn and ruined his date night. Thank you, Ms. Desmond, your money. Number two, don't wear blackface. You should only have a blackface if you were born with an actual blackface. So check your face. If it's naturally black, you're good. If it's not, remember shoe polish is for shoes. <laughs> Number three, do ask, why is black ice so terrible? It's not like white ice isn't slippery. From now on, black ice is African-Canadian ice. 
I know that sounds like a new beer from Molson's, but use it. Number four, don't ask a black person if they tan in the summer. I do. Number five, do remember when you drink too much, you don't black out, you passed out from too many white Russians. Number six, do remember that Willie O'Ree from Fredericton, New Brunswick, was the first black player to play in the NHL and did so by navigating white slippery ice, which sounds like a horrible rapper name. Number seven, do learn more about black history, continue to be kind to people of all ethnicities, and remember that while we still have a ways to go, we can be proud of how far we've come in this country. So with that, we end this episode. It took me a beat to compile all the information, and shout out to everybody that's been listening to us. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next Wednesday. This was a little bit of a difficult episode to compile, so that's why it's airing today on Thursday, so sorry about that. Uh, shout out to everybody that likes us on Instagram. We've been blowing up on Instagram. Uh, it's been kind of humbling, so thank you very much for all the support. Thank you for everybody that has donated on PayPal and on Patreon. We really appreciate your donations, and we'll see you next week. Happy Black History Month. Peace.